Hi, and welcome to the Southern Soil Podcast. I'm your host, Leanna Tatum, and I'm passionate about local sustainable food production and the ways we can shift our food systems here in the U.S. to healthier, more humane, and environmentally friendly methods of farming. Join me for weekly conversations and stories around building local food communities from soil to table and all points in between. Pull up a chair and let's get started. Thanks for joining me today as I talk with Zach Gowan of St. Simon Island. Zach is what I would call a food entrepreneur. He has spent the majority of his career in the restaurant business. He owns Georgia Sea Girl, started Potlicker Farms, and then Satilla Ponds as part of his broader goal of sourcing high-quality local ingredients for his restaurant. Uh, since the recording of this interview, he has added three little birds to his family of food-related businesses. Three Little Birds combines catering, a takeout eatery, and sort of a mini mart in one stop. So take a listen as Zach and I talk about how things all got started and his vision for great local food. Chelsea Green Publishing is recognized as a leading publisher of books on the politics and practice of sustainable living. They publish authors who bring in-depth practical knowledge to life and give readers hands-on information related to organic farming and gardening ecology and the environment, healthy food, sustainable economics, progressive politics, and most recently, integrative health and wellness. They are my go-to source for books on permaculture and sustainable food systems, and all those points of interest we cover here on the podcast, sustainable food from soil to table. As a listener to this podcast, you can now get 35% off the entire Chelsea Green catalog. Enter POD35 at checkout. Discount applies to U.S. customers only and cannot be combined with any other sales pricing or promotions. For more information, visit chelseagreen.com. So I know this is a conversation that we've had a few times, but um, let's talk a little bit about sort of how how you got started in the food business. I know you kind of, that's kind of been your your main work throughout your life, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, just growing up uh, on St. Simon's, I got my, my first job in the restaurant business when I was 15 at the uh, Frederica House. And I just fell in love with the pace of everything, just how every day is a new adventure, um, the personalities. And just I just kind of found that as my, uh, I don't know, just the thing I was passionate about and what, what I wanted to do. Right. And um, when I moved up to Athens, uh, when I was 19, I started working at Loco's Grill and Pub. Mm-hmm. And I worked every position there uh driver prep cook cook bartender manager for about five years and um moved back to st simon's mm-hmm. and um worked some other restaurant jobs but i ended up working at the st simon's locos before and i worked there for a couple of years before i moved down to florida to follow my wife we were dating at the time and um bartended down there and kind of went back to school and got a degree but the restaurant business always called me back and I ended yeah. up buying Locos in 2008 uh, on St. Simon's mm-hmm. and to you know I really wanted to get back home to where you know from, to the island and to Brunswick uh I had Locos for seven and a half years and then I wanted to do something else kind of reach my limitations with the uh franchise and wanted to do right. something uh different and then I bought the Georgia Sea Grill and mm-hmm. then I moved it to a more visible location and then um really changed everything about it I, I should have just uh <laughs> started a whole new restaurant but it, the way things have evolved but um, I, I guess I'm you know honestly I wouldn't really change anything just in retrospect yeah. <laughs> it's kind of funny it's, it's not the same place not the same menu right um, it's, it's it's evolved but uh it's, it's fun to be able to have things evolve and uh because complacency is is i don't like being complacent like you got to shake mm-hmm. things up and then uh keep it rolling keep it interesting so i've right. got a good crew that the good who who see who understand that you know with tim and tenera so it's been a lot yeah. of fun keep it interesting yeah so Talk to me a little bit about kind of the ethos of the restaurant. I mean, you're, you're very focused on sourcing local. Um, you're very focused on, on sustainable food as well, which is not, I don't want to say typical, but it might not be the, the thing that you would think of someone coming from a, 
more conventional restaurant mm-hmm. style would would necessarily make that change. What what pushed you to make that type of transition to really focus on on local and sustainable food in your restaurant? You always want to provide the best and, and do your best and and be able to bring in what you can that you know where it's from and um, support while we're supporting locals nearby and kind of I guess the transparency of it all you basically with a with cane water farm and sapling farms when they yeah. closed and moved um, I felt there was a need for that and right. there's there a couple of farms that we re- got a lot of stuff from and really enjoyed and and I kind of wish that was a uh, something to fill their place I mean there's other local farms but like mm-hmm. got got the ball rolling in my head like what can we do right um what is there available we live in a beautiful area but we can grow stuff around here and uh, started researching land and then just things just fell into place and i just honestly just knowing sam mm-hmm. at potlicker and who and uh and sam who knew eric who manages the catfish it just kind of fell in place i could not do this without them yeah um, you know it was something I couldn't go out there on the good fish and, and feed the catfish and also, you know, work at, on Blythe Island at the farm or just, right. I cannot do that, but I just, I'm very fortunate to uh, make some good connections and just know great people. Yeah. Smart. Uh, yeah, I think I, I tell people the, my success is due to surrounding myself with smarter people. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, you know, smarter than myself. So, no, I've been, very yeah. fortunate um but um yeah no but just uh knowing where it's coming from um knowing how it's handled uh, yeah how it's prepared and and, and going from seed to you know and, or from fingerling from the you know with the catfish mm-hmm. uh, it, it's really exciting it's very uh fulfilling and yeah very very different from the area and that's also right. i wanted i wanted to tell a different story that's not a uh, typical to uh, this area, right? Yeah. But. No, it's I, I I love sharing your story. I mean, I've shared it multiple ways. Uh, you know that, but um, not only just to help promote what you're doing because I think it's awesome, but also just to kind of help um, inspire other people and to kind of help people rethink, you know, kind of what a local food system can you know look like. And I think that's one of the cool things about what you're doing is that I think there's lessons to be learned and kind of taken and, and made a bigger picture from, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe kind of in terms of, of those thoughts, I know you've seen a lot of changes. I mean, we, we had done a podcast interview before it was like 2019, I was going to start oh, yeah. a podcast mm-hmm. and then 2020 well, that- happened. And then it was like, oh my gosh. And so but there was a lot of things, there's been a lot of changes, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe from your perspective, if you want to talk about some of those um, changes in local food that you've sort of witnessed as you've kind of got this started, um, maybe what some of the challenges to local food are, maybe some of the ways that you've overcome some of those challenges. I know I'm throwing a lot at you right there, but, oh, that's a good <laughs> but uh, uh, just your thoughts on that. Uh, some of the challenges that we've overcome just uh just education and kind of mm-hmm. just people you know getting people to think about oh yeah all right yeah never thought about it that way right pesticides organic you know and everybody's been very receptive um uh the guests at the restaurant and just people in in general just I- explaining you know the, the the benefits and also versus being um sergamically certified versus uh usda and the, the right. levels of government government peer-to-peer um mm-hmm. and um but you mean challenges as far as um just working on systems of, as far as like getting the catfish here and tim's been a godsend and being he loves thankfully he loves to fish and, he's and, very and, good at it too <laughs> yeah him, him and eric you know um we've we've had challenges and eric's uh a problem solver um mm-hmm. tim's a problem solver so i think they uh I, i'm sure i think eric enjoys solving problems i, I would think maybe not <laughs> i think he does but he's he's been really good about uh thinking outside the box 
Yeah. Um, uh, as far as changes from pandemic, um, I think that's also gotten a lot of people thinking as far as I've seen a lot of startup uh, people growing their own stuff and marketing mm-hmm. and I don't know numbers, but I'm sure farmers markets have increased um, right. people attending as far as um, they see the importance like, oh, two months, you know, when we were shut down, I mean, here locally, uh, two months of a uh, oh gosh, we got to make a grocery store run, you know, mm. and get supplies, you know. Right. I think everybody, I appreciate like, oh yeah, back in the day, we had <laughs> everything on the farm and um, yeah, yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, everything's uh, worked out and, it's, you know, I think it's all uh, it's been eye-opening mm-hmm. uh, the past, past couple of years, a lot of things. But. Yeah. Yeah, as challenging as COVID has been, and obviously, you know, the the heartbreak that it also brought, it's it's brought, I think, a lot of growth to mm-hmm. the local food community. Yeah, there's a there's been a few silver linings, you know, right. um, despite everything. And um definitely with, with that, you look right now, uh supply chain issues. Mm-hmm. You know, us dealing with small farms and having what we have, you know, we you haven't seen that much fluctuation in, in prices, you know, some here and there with the seafood, but right. the pricing seems to move slower, increased pricing with smaller farms when you mm-hmm. pass on to us and just really just supply chain issues. Mm-hmm. That's You're a lot but, closer to your source and mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah, and inflation hasn't been so bad or as mm-hmm. bad. As um, bad, yeah you kind of touched earlier on the different certification levels and things. I think pot liquor is, is the farm that, that you started for the restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's run by Sam. Yeah. McPherson. Yep. Sam McPherson. Okay. And that is certified naturally grown, right? Yes. CNG. Okay. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And then like, um, Tim was mentioning with the catfish, you can there you can't really call them organic, but they're organically fed. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. We we we've worked with uh, well, Eric. Eric might have told you about who he uh, deals with as far as the organic organic uh, catfish food. Um, he's he worked out with them a formula, um, but he, they he worked with them as far as getting the right weight to have it not sink or not float up all to the top but like right. in the middle so he <laughs> he's actually worked with them that's um, cool yeah so they've been really helpful and then, and as far as i know we're the only uh catfish farm in um georgia mm-hmm. that that does that i can't say that we're the only organically you know uh fed catfish in the state but right but there's not that many from what i can tell let's see yeah i don't think it's super common yeah uh, uh let's see kansas okay i said okay. texas I can't, i've been saying texas for some reason but it's kansas my apologies to uh can't folks of kansas but uh, yeah it's uh fedex out of kansas okay yeah so what what was the um impetus for kind of moving towards the catfish farm was that they said that was kind of an existing an existing pond that was there yeah, um, I guess in the past 20 years, there was, a, it was an operation as a catfish farm, but it was more of a farm for fingerlings. And the, the gentleman who had it before was selling it throughout the state and kind of uh, not growing the catfish, but just uh, the, fing- the fingerlings. Okay. My, yeah, so my kind folks, of like a, a nursery kind of? Yeah, kind of that. Situation. I think at one point, um, people just went out there to fish, but there were, there were their ponds dug out there. I mm-hmm. don't know the, the timeline, but my folks had bought the property uh, in the past 30, about 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. And, and while well, I was still some people out there in, in operation and um, it had just been you know, the past 10 years, I've had nothing going on out there. And, um, and I've always in the back of my mind, like, what can we do? You know, is it possible? Just by happenstance, I was talking to Sam, um, we're having some kind of meeting about pot liquor. And I just mentioned, I think he'd mentioned Eric because Eric was involved with aquaculture and using mm-hmm. tilapia for uh, tomatoes. 
Right. And I was like, well, I was like, well, we've got a catfish, you know, catfish ponds just sitting there. Mm-hmm. And this happens to be that Eric lives like a mile, mile or two from the, the farm. And oh, wow. I was like, let's see if he wants to check it out. And just one thing led to another. Just it, it, it's hard. It's one of those things with me, like you, you, the idea of like, oh, yeah, let's make it happen. Let's do it. Let's do it. It's, it's hard to slow down and, you know, just right. pretty, pretty impulsive when it comes to like a, a, a win-win idea yeah. in, my, in my mind. But Right. But then we you start doing it. It's like okay, we gotta get power out there. We gotta get power poles. We gotta fix up the road. We gotta yeah. yeah. A lot a lot went into it. Of course, we gotta get the catfish and coordinate, and get the food and the shipping container. And, right. Uh, but the infrastructure is there now, and catfish. We got the connection for the catfish, and we've got a system down, and um, uh, it's just now the you know maybe if we start able to catch more and I think Eric is close to figuring out the shock mm-hmm. system for the right I don't know if he explained that with you but uh, he's he's getting close on that so we can you know take in more and but for right yeah. now we're keeping it all in-house right yeah, that's that's where it's more profitable right yeah and how has that gone over with your guests at the restaurant I think they've you know people who've uh enjoyed the uh the black and catfish tacos and the the catfish plate it's been great feedback um mm-hmm. we we typically don't do a lot of fried stuff here uh we, do, we have uh, fried shrimp and fried oyster option but right. not really a fried fish and so with a catfish and it kind of made sense to do it that way um yeah um but you know fish and grits and mm-hmm. catfish and it's there's a nice story behind it i mean it mm-hmm. kind of sells itself if you're you know, in the mood for some fried fish, but right. uh, Tim did a fantastic job with that, that plate. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I know, like I said, that was, that was pre COVID when we were having this conversation before, but y'all were talking about trying to get a kind of farmer's stand, farm stand thing going at the farm. Did that ever? No. Yeah. We pan out or that, that was uh no, we, we had talked about that, um, in the early stages, but that was, a uh, due to zoning and mm-hmm. na- the neighborhood, they didn't want it out there. And I don't, I don't blame them, yeah. but that was, that was like 1% of the hundred percent plan. It was just a minor yeah. thing. And we'd rather just provide to the restaurant and do some farmer's markets here and there. Mm-hmm. And, um, um, with our new location, the Three Little Birds, uh, the Grab and Go, we'll have a farmer's corner be able to oh, do okay. that. But but um, but you know, farmer sand that, that just uh, uh, was getting rezoning and and right. going through all the the county. Uh, yeah, I don't blame the neighborhood for not. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's. Yeah, you want to keep it quiet. You want to keep it quiet, and I I one hundred percent think about if I there's a farmer stand like, I mean. I, I might like it actually. I can't say that. Right. Might be but nice to walk down the street to a Actually, it might be fine. <laughs> but increased traffic. And yeah. Just, some people aren't too much changes, you know, too much. So, yeah. Yeah. But we're not going to approach that again. Yeah. So, tell me about your new uh, place that's going to be opening up when? Uh, we've got four to six weeks on it, which means hopefully uh, sometime in May. Okay. May I've been saying June so technically June the 20th mm-hmm. 21st is uh, whatever uh, okay. technically when summer starts so sometimes uh, <laughs> right uh, you know May June but um uh, is a uh, three little birds grab and go so three little birds fly and fly outs what mm-hmm. we're calling it um we're, it has limited seating but we have an a la carte menu and a lot of grab and go a lot of retail side expanded kitchen for our catering mm-hmm. so we're casting a wide net um to see what works but um mm-hmm. there will be a retail side you can grab a cooler you can grab a six pack of beer mm-hmm. uh, you can grab a sandwich you can go to the beach right grab a hat some sunscreen we'll we'll have all all of that but it's kind of a one shop okay. for all and we have a nice patio set up um, yeah and we've been we've been working you know uh on the the concept and i think we've got it all ironed out but it's just just uh there's a lot 
yeah. <laughs> we're we're casting out as i said a wide net just to see yeah uh, well you don't do things by halves do you <laughs> yeah yeah but it's fun we, we're, we've got a donut hopper we've been working on donuts we got a registry mm. so um we're going to let the the public decide how we're going to go with it and see okay. how it runs and yeah. we'll have fun with it. we're prepared to the divot in a pivot right uh, not divot but pivot and, uh, <laughs> either pivot way and, uh, <laughs> whatever <works>. exactly <laughs> we're, we're we're prepared to, to shift around the model if needs yeah. to but i think it's uh i think it's gonna be a success i think we've got a lot of good interest in it and uh and uh it looks remarkable it looks fantastic over there They've, the crews have done a good job of renovating it um, mm -hmm. the build out and everything so it looks like an entirely different place mm -hmm. 509 ocean boulevard okay yeah. and will you be focusing on local sourcing for that as well we'll do as much as we can as usual but we'll have the the pot liquor corner farmer corner yeah we're working on sam's involved with that mm -hmm. the layout and we'll have some other area farms in there as well yeah very cool so that'll be a good place for um anybody when they stop by and grab a yeah. lunch and go to the beach and mm -hmm. there's a lot of fit, uh, foot traffic um in that yeah. area so people just walk in and walk grab it go grab yeah. and sit grab and go fly and fly out yeah. very cool so tell me a little bit about uh, the earlier part we, we we sort of skipped over the farm um potlicker and how you sort of started that do you want to kind of talk a little bit about about yeah, why uh, you sure. why you wanted that and and how that's worked out for you yeah uh, just with uh, the other area farms uh uh Lowe farm and and cane water farms right when they left it's like there's an empty void and it kind of got to a point where okay I felt this need to either kind of diversify, do something different, and kind of uh, expand um, our family as far as business. And I, it was a good. The, the restaurant was running great, and just mm -hmm. I felt like, like, man, we could take it up a notch. We could. I think we're able to do this, and I've, I've known Sam from uh, when he had the Coastal Organic Co-op. On the mm -hmm. island and uh, had done business with him and i've known his wife april for a while um i've been friends with her and i know that they're both fantastic people fantastic parents just good people who uh know their stuff have farming in their blood mm -hmm. and um i uh came across some property that was incorrectly listed in a <laughs> in um <a, laughs> i forget which website but it said Farming and agriculture was mm -hmm. old goat farm. So I looked at it, totally fell in love with it. Great, great area, um, visibility, um, not that about 25 minute drive from the restaurant. Mm -hmm. And um, the price is right. And it actually had a house on it. And I kind of made the pitch like, I can't do this without you, Sam, but you gotta, you gotta, you know, mm -hmm. have that, the house property if you wanna do it. And, um, Thankfully, he, he he accepted, and him and his wife accepted, and um, they've made their home out there. And um, mm -hmm. and we've been working with the ag department and and gotten a couple of grants for uh, high tunnel houses. And they've been phenomenal. They've been very helpful. I suggest anybody with questions or looking for any ideas or anything to approach their uh, you know local ag department. Questions. They're they're more than willing to help. Right. Be happy to help. Yeah, it's a good resource. Very good resource. But um, but but since the 2018, gosh, weird to say, <laughs> of when we purchased the land, we've been you know chipping away at it. You know, mm -hmm. it's you know it's a market garden. It's it will definitely increase when we get this other mm -hmm. <clears throat> hoop house up, especially with the tomatoes production, but. It's a small percentage, but you know it's hard to, to quantify. Yeah. That yeah that number of impact if you know people are coming here for solely for that and what we're selling and 
you know, and we're not, I'm not necessarily using it for marketing, marketing. That's not the idea, but right. of course, of course it's corporate incorporated into that. Right. Um, but you know, chef, we use it for his specials. We have a pot liquor ravioli that he puts in there, but uh, we'll use it throughout the, mm. uh, the recipes wherever we need it. But um, this is, you know, it's, it's actually not small. It's a decent percentage, but I mean, if I can go like 50, 50, Oh, that'd be fantastic. That's a dream, but um, it's yeah. just hard. Yeah. yeah. We sell a lot, a lot of asparagus and potatoes right. and right. <laughs> you know, stuff like that, which would be one day maybe. But Yeah. Well, I think there's always the dream and I've had this conversation with a lot of, you know, chefs and restaurant owners and, and people. I mean, I think, you know, there's the dream of, and the ideal of sourcing local and seasonal and then you have this weird complication of customers and what they actually want to eat, You're right. <laughs> you know, and, uh, and, and sometimes, you know, yeah, like you say, I mean, potatoes and asparagus were not exactly. Yeah, you can only uh, eat so much butternut squash in the winter. You right. Know? Yeah. So, like you get, you get, uh, tired of that. <laughs> yeah. But you know, we, and we do so much volume too at the restaurant. So it's hard to keep yeah, up. Yeah, exactly you know, with, uh, supply, but yeah. we do our best. Uh, it's, it's a good problem, I guess, to be crazy busy, but, you know, I yeah. wish we had, well, uh, maybe one day we'll be able to keep up. Yeah. Know. But yeah, I think it's an important conversation too, you know, just, just the idea of, you know, how much, you know, how local you can go, how seasonal you can go, especially with when you're talking about a restaurant business, which is different mm -hmm. than, you know, your own home where you can maybe do that a little, a little better by making yeah. different choices. I mean, it's um, easier with a, definitely easier with seafood, definitely easier with mm -hmm. beef and with a, a, the pork and chicken, but yeah, yeah it's the, yeah, the produce is different beast. Right. Yeah. Do you find that you have a lot of opportunities to kind of help educate your guests or, do people ask questions about things on the menu much or how does, mm -hmm. how do those interactions go? Well, the, our wait staffers, they've been, they're pretty educated and they know they, they're, they're good at explaining and knowing which is what, from where. And, we're, you know, we're always happy to explain and, um, and Sam at the farm, he's, he's, he's gone, he's had field trips, school, schools go out there mm -hmm. and he's educated, uh, I think it was St. Simon's Christian was out there. Mm -hmm. I think they went out there. They had a field trip out there, and he he did a great job of uh, of uh, explaining everything. And so he on the education side, Sam is top notch as far as right. explaining. Yeah, right. Yeah. And April works at the restaurant. His wife works at the restaurant now too, and she's oh, okay. she's like yeah, she can explain everything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she's she's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. It's good to have those those connections in there. Mm -hmm. And at least people, you know, even if people aren't curious, at least they're being exposed, you know, yeah. something, to something different. To, yeah. Yeah. Maybe trigger some curiosity and some thoughts on that. Yeah, I think uh, it's a little bit different character than what your normal restaurant is. I think it's a good story and, mm -hmm. you know, I think it shows a little bit of a attention to detail and you know extra care. Yeah. Because yeah, you know, we do it all for them, for yeah. our guests. You know. Yeah. Well, you've put together a really good team, which you know you talked about surrounding yourself with smarter people than yourself, and and oh, yeah. I, I I appreciate the self-deprecation. However, it takes <laughs> <laughs> it takes strong leadership to put together that kind of a team, and I really think that. Um, I really admire what you're doing and I really uh, appreciate it. And um, I, I think um, it's a great example for people to be able to see what can be done, you know, on a local level. Um, I don't know if you want to maybe talk a little bit about how you could maybe encourage, you know, maybe there's somebody who's kind of thinking, I don't know if I want to do that. You know, do you have thoughts on encouraging other restaurant owners to, to look more into sourcing locally or what they can even do themselves? Anything that you would want to say that might encourage or help give some ideas? Yeah, um, I would definitely say 
look around. I mean, go to your local farmer's market, see what's out there. Um, don't be afraid to ask questions of other restaurant owners. I know restaurant owners are a weird breed. <laughs> I mean, some are very open and uh-huh. some are very uh, old school and, you know, yeah. some, some hide their cards. Right. <laughs> they don't want you to see, <laughs> but, um, but I think, I think all in all, I mean, uh, I'm friends with the majority of the restaurant owners around here and mm-hmm. um, everybody gets along, but there's, there's a network out there and there's always, always easy resources, go online, um, just look around. I mean, I, I, I encourage it. I mean, there's perks. I mean, there's an investment too, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, get to know a local farmer. They might know someone who's looking for work, you know, and, or, you know, yeah. Yeah. They're, you make just those you, connections, make those connections. You got to have the land uh, in your, in your commitment. Savannah Hydroponics and Organics is your local resource for all your gardening needs. In addition to having all the supplies and gear that you require, their staff is knowledgeable and passionate about helping you walk away with the tools needed to confidently grow your own food and medicine. No matter if you're growing indoors or outdoors in containers or in the ground, whether you want to grow your first tomato or you've been gardening for decades, Savannah Hydroponics and Organics is here to help you grow. Visit the shop in Garden City, find them on social media, and check out their website, savannahydro.com. I we I went out there yesterday morning to the ponds and had a good talk with Tim and Eric and uh, we caught some fish. I caught one, but I had to throw it back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the small it's, ones. It's a baby. Baby. <laughs> but um, yeah. So that's it's really cool out there. It's really pretty. It's really peaceful out there. Very peaceful. That's where my dad hangs out. Yeah. Whenever any free time, I mean, now he's fully retired. He get he's always out there on the Satilla. I mean, yeah, it, that that property gets a lot of use. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah, I asked them what they're gonna do if they get the shock system worked out and they don't have to go fish every Sunday morning. And they're like, "Oh no, we're still gonna go fish every Sunday yeah. morning." <laughs> I told Eric, I was like, "When you do that shock system, you cannot be by yourself." Like, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, <laughs> terrifies me like i mean it's one of the worst things one of my fears of getting shot electricity yeah yeah yeah. in water yeah i mean even like little shock fences we know the corral cattle like when Mm -hmm. i was a kid i was just terrified of it started cleaning from the yeah from the dryer just awful it's like the worst thing in the world to me like gotta use the fabric sheets That's anyway, funny. Well, yeah, man. you you better not be there when he does it then. <laughs> no, I mean, I just for his safety, I just like golly, anyway, I just nightmare yeah. scenario. Yeah. Well, hopefully everything will work out okay. Yeah, he's he's smart, dude. He, I'm sure he's he's got it all figured out. Yeah. If they get the system where they're harvesting more, do you still have plans to kind of? branch out and be able to be a supplier where that's concerned beyond the rest you know, we had the wholesale license for a couple of years and and uh we sold to a couple of places and um yeah i mean if needs be i mean if, if it just gets to a surplus because we, we've had local area restaurants uh mm-hmm. express interest in yeah. getting it again and also getting it for the first time so if we could do that yeah it'd be great but yeah, you, you make the money in house. Uh, I mean, that's where like the difference is astounding. But really, um, yeah, hmm. we'll see. It'd be nice to have a surplus and just keep it. And because we were only using one of those seven ponds, if we, yeah, there's uh, a lot of potential out there. <laughs> yeah, I just like me have a lot, a lot more work. I don't know if I <laughs> <Right>. do that. <laughs> I think one's enough. We'll see. Maybe have a, have a few hands on deck more added. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, and I don't think that's something that you don't really come across a lot with catfish. Where do, where do most of the catfish come from? Is most of the catfish in restaurants from the U.S. or does it get imported? Oh, the, the, those are, we got the catfish from uh, Owen and uh, is it Owen and Williams out of, uh, I want to say Hazelhurst. 
Mm-hmm. But I mean, they're they're not imported. They're just they're Georgia grown. Right. Um, as far as no, I know, I, but... I meant like like most. Oh, restaurants most restaurants. Oh yeah. 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 Sorry. Yeah. I'll stick. I was thinking about, golly, if we had those seven ponds, how many more would we have to get from them? Um, <laughs> right. <golly. laughs> you know, I, I'm not sure, but um, I think just seafood in general, the uh, imported versus exported is ridiculous. Like it's totally backwards. Mm-hmm. We should be exporting more than we're importing, but it's the other way around. Yeah, it just seems yeah. weird. Yeah, it's bizarre. But uh, I don't know the numbers, but I, I know I've seen some... A lot of videos of uh, overseas catfish farms and it's mm-hmm. terrifying. Yeah, it's pretty disgusting. It's, it's pretty disgusting. And like that, that with shrimp. Like, yeah. Yeah, you live on the coast, you should only be eating that sweet Georgia shrimp. Right, right. Yeah. And it's amazing how many places along the coast, I mean, not just in Georgia, but, you know, in Florida and stuff too, that, that don't serve local shrimp. And it's like, why would you not? Yeah. It's and the difference is maybe fifty cents to a dollar a pound. Yeah, you know, you're saving. So I get if you're trying to save fifty yeah. bucks for a, a case. I mean, yeah, whatever. But come on, yeah. it's, it's the, the difference. Price. If it's if it's quality you want, then you don't need to you don't need to save fifty cents a pound. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Just I don't know. That's just me. But. Yeah. But I think too, that leads back to the importance for consumers to actually ask when you're eating out where your food is coming from, because I I think a big piece of the, I always come back to the consumer, I guess that's because that's where I am in in the local food system is a consumer. And I always kind of come back to the responsibility of the consumer. And so many are just oblivious and they, Mm -hmm. you know, you assume if you're on the coast that the fish or the seafood that you're eating at a restaurant came from nearby and so often that's not the case yeah and a lot of the fish that's imported i mean yeah i can't i don't know the number but let me like oh god like five percent is inspected mm, and, and yeah majority is labeled incorrectly as far as fish and just right there's a lot of bad stuff coming through that's not you, you know yeah you got so much coming through how can you inspect every little bit yeah yeah I think that's one of those things that people knew (laughs) you know if they knew more about what they were eating they would they would choose more carefully yeah if 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 y'all just look up google just look up about importing fish and shrimp Mm -hmm. and and look at the stats you'll blow your way blow you away I wish I had the exact numbers on top of my head but it's it's astounding yeah Yeah. and then also just the difference in how those food sources are raised and prepared is mm-hmm. you know you definitely know which one you would want to eat and which one you would not want to yeah, eat. exactly I mean, this is this is fuel for your body you it, know yeah. you, you need to know where it's where you know something about it right at least at least the correct fish or yeah know, at least know what what's being fed or you know where it's from but. yeah for sure Pretty You're good. on the Georgia 17 trail, Georgia Ground 17. Yes, yeah, with Patrick, and yeah, uh, Brandon, and all those guys. Yeah, got a good little crew there. Yeah. So how's that kind of working out? It's doing what great. Are, uh, what are y'all hoping to uh, to help do through that? Uh, right now, uh, uh, the uh, really doing the the membership drive, and Patrick, mm-hmm. he's handling the majority of that he's he's been the uh, the driving force behind everything but just the awareness and you know getting people off 17 to go hook around and look at these cool spots and mm-hmm. support the, the the local agriculture system and you know and right now we're really working on the oyster trail patrick uh just uh got awarded a grant for the oyster trail and and getting the oyster folks mm-hmm. on on board with that you know we, we've got a lot of catching up to do with all the other states in the area and i think uh this will be uh critical to speeding that up um, just mm-hmm. the awareness and hopefully the oyster farmers are uh the, you know yeah i think that and i think they are i think 
they are, but there's only a few of them and it's mm -hmm. asking a lot of their time. And, um, but, uh, cause I know that they're out in the boats and doing stuff they don't want to deal with me, but anyway. Right. Yeah. So what exactly will the oyster trail be? What is that? Well, um, when they get to the point where they're actually producing the, uh, the, the farm raised oysters, uh, they'll be, I don't know if they're we're encouraging a storefront, mm -hmm. but to get Some people to come presence. in, yeah, come visit, you know, you can, you can get the, you'll be able to get oysters from a, a vendor, but a storefront, um, or just get people, you know, like if you look at like Murder Point Oysters in Alabama, they have a whole tour and all that but mm -hmm. it's to encourage that and if, if they are willing to do that the the new oyster people there's only three or four that are signed on because it's a right. very complicated process um right. which is moving in the right direction but it's not it's not it's not there yet right so there's still some legal work through the state to, to work out and um mm -hmm. dnr but they're getting there but it's basically just to encourage uh awareness to the Georgia oysters and hopefully to a storefront mm -hmm. possibility if they're willing or just uh, encourage them to eat Georgia oysters and ask for it, just the awareness. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of thing. Yeah. Storefront's asking a lot. Like, hey, you want to <laughs> build a store? You know, like. Right. <laughs> there, there's things to be worked out, but. Yeah. Or, or they can mail some out point or where the public can come in contact with their farm that's yeah kind of point they sell at a local seafood market or yada yada uh, you know yeah. there's lots of possibilities a lot yeah. of different things but that's you know up to them and we're just trying to encourage like hey we've got this we're going to be advertising for you we're going to be right um, we're going to champion you as best as we can right yeah that's one of those things like i think it's it's interesting that consumers here in Georgia, I think don't realize how many resources we have. I think, um, you know, I was astounded when I was down at the clam farm with um, Captain Charlie yeah, Capelo. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody loves him. Um, yeah. But, you know, it was amazing to me that the massive amount of those that get exported and they get exported to the Northeast, which is where most people think that claims come from. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, we have them here, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's, and he, this, it's just interesting. Yeah. He's, he's one of the, the oyster folks and like, like he, he can do the storefront, you know, he's got the fish stocks, and mm -hmm. fish stock and the, that's gonna be fun to work with them for that. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's funny that you talked about exporting, you know, moving around the uh going northeast, you know, sending mm -hmm. the clans at northeast. It's like with lionfish, we used to be able to get lionfish here and, and sell it here every once in a while because they're such an invasive right species down and you know off the, the Gulf Coast. But it's hard to get them now because they're all being shipped up northeast. <laughs> To like like New York's got a market on it. Like we cannot yeah. for the life that we've given up. We get some inquiries if we're listed as a lionfish, you know, restaurant. Uh -huh. But like we've tried and it's just next level impossible because they're all gone to I don't know. There's some That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it is crazy. We're trying to do our part to help <laughs> to get rid of them, but yeah. Oh well. <laughs> it's very hard when New York's got it all. Yeah. Well, at least at least uh, they're doing their part to, to yeah, get rid exactly. of the invasive yeah, species. So yeah, they can share a little bit. That's all right. Yeah, yeah, I hear they're really good to eat. <laughs> yeah, they're very, very. It's a pain to pull out the the spikes. Uh huh. You know, but and I think uh, some of the guys here are kind of relieved that we're not getting them anymore because it's a right. big pain in the, in the butt to to clean. But yeah, I can imagine. I'll let you go and we can wrap up. I really enjoyed talking to you. Yeah, it's great. Taking the time. Uh, it's always fun uh, talking to you. Yeah, I had a good time out at your catfish pond. And I told Tim, um, I'm expecting to eat some fried catfish at some point. 
Come on, bring it. We got you. <laughs> so I'm gonna gonna make sure he's got some fish on there sometime before I get down there. Yeah, you got it. We'll, 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 we'll have some ready for you. Yeah, because it looks good. It looks like yeah. a really good dish. Everything I've eaten there has been good. I told Tim too the other day that his beef carpaccio is like oh yeah an amazing thing. I I'm like I really think that that is one of my top bites ever. Yeah, that's that's a that's that's a seagull staple that's not going anywhere. Yeah. 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 That was very good. He's he's a very good chef. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. You got a good team there. I sure do. (laughs) Very, very lucky. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, Zach. I appreciate it. Morning Bell Farms is a family-owned and operated U Pick Blueberry Farm, which is USDA organic certified. Located in Woodbine in South Georgia, the farm is open Thursdays and Saturdays from 9 to 5 and Sundays from 1 to 5 during the blueberry season, which is going on now through early July. Be sure to like and follow them on Facebook and Instagram to stay up to date on all the happenings. So think outside the city limits, take your family at the farm, enjoy the thrill of the hunt, a picture-perfect setting, and simple pleasures long forgotten. Oh, and be sure to get some fresh-squeezed blueberry lemonade while you're there. Hey, thanks so much for listening today. I know there's a million things you could be doing with your time, and I'm so grateful that you chose to spend some of it here with me. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to share it, leave us a comment, or shoot me an email at info at southernsoil.org and let me know what you liked about the show or what you'd like to hear more of. Hope you have a great day, and check us out on social media. Be sure to give us a follow and a like.